Good morning. In just a moment, I'll read from Paul's second letter to Timothy. 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 5. You know that in just a few days, Brother Reagan McClenney will arrive and our meeting will begin Friday night at 7.30. I want each of us to understand the theme of this meeting and the related titles are designed to bring truth from God's Word straight into our minds and then it's up to us to put those truths into our lives. And that's why we have these special meetings every January. It is not, it's time for a meeting, let's get somebody to come in. We talk about what we need. We visit with the guest speaker. We pray about all that and then we go ahead with our plans. I would encourage each of you to consider this meeting that begins Friday night a necessity for your knowledge and spiritual growth. And to stress that, to underline that, today might be a good time to remember what I'm going to call the purposes of preaching. That's my subject this morning. And I want to start here in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. I charge you, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing in His kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming... When people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, Fulfill your ministry. This was written by the Apostle Paul. God gave Paul these words. Paul received this instruction from God with the charge that he would impart this instruction to men like Timothy and Titus. The job description, the assignment the gospel preacher has, is given here in three simple words. Preach the word. That means to deliver to the people what is written in the word of God. What are the purposes? I want us to look into this for a while this morning from scripture as we anticipate the weekend meeting that will soon begin. The purposes of preaching. Number one, to present Christ as man's only hope. In 1 Timothy 1 and verse 15, Paul wrote this to the young evangelist. 
the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am foremost. Now, what was Timothy to do with this? He was to proclaim this, that Christ is man's only hope, only way to get out of sin and into fellowship with God and live right and someday go to heaven. Paul, when he wrote to the Corinthians, stressed what his purpose was in delivering God's message to them. He did that with these words in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 through 5. Paul said, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except... Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Brother McClenney and all men who faithfully engage in this work will make it very plain to the people they speak to, Christ is man's only hope. Another purpose is to rebuke. I read in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2 a moment ago about the work of preaching, and there was that term, rebuke. And likewise, in Titus 1 and verse 3, Titus is dealing with false teachers and unruly brethren, and he is to rebuke them sharply. What does that mean? It is about expressing disapproval, but not merely because something irritates the preacher. Rather, because the conduct under consideration is disapproved by God, as indicated in His Word. So, when the preacher engages in his reading and study from his source, I'm going to give an example. He can see that lying displeases God. The faithful preacher, therefore, will say that to liars. He will make certain he gives the biblical definition of lying. When he encounters lying, he will speak clearly about it to the liar, and he will warn everybody about that sin. Rebuke doesn't often enhance the preacher's popularity, but it provides truth to people about changes and repentance they need to initiate. It is using God's Word first to discover what is disapproved and then to express that disapproval using words God gave. The faithful gospel preacher is to teach, to instruct, there is a passage that needs good attention by every Christian 
every elder, every preacher. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning at verse 22. 2 Timothy 2, beginning at verse 22. So, flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Now, why does Paul say apt to teach? Because the faithful preacher will be engaged in teaching. He needs to have an aptitude for that. Another phrase from this same context is, Leading people to a knowledge of the truth. Now, in teaching people what the Bible says, the Lord's servant, it is written here, must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, apt to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. And why? It says here, God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. Teaching people what the Bible says, it's what preachers do. Exhortation. Another term that you heard in the earlier reading from 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2, exhort means to strongly encourage Maybe you have noticed, while there are different personalities, presentation styles, and mannerisms, preachers may come across pretty strong sometimes. Maybe a little fiery, or passionate, or as a little boy said one time, Brother Berkeley, you sure are loud. When God's word is proclaimed, there is no message more important. When God's word says we must do something, that isn't some option that can be casually mentioned. The presentation of the word of God must be punctuated with a serious, firm tone exhorting people to pay attention and think and change and repent and obey. It's what God expects. Warning. In Colossians 1 verse 28, Paul said to those Christians about his preaching of Jesus Christ, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I'd like for us to observe in this verse the connection between warning 
and maturity. Paul proclaimed Christ, and that involved warning and teaching, and this was to lead people to maturity, to become spiritually healthy, mature, and strong. God's people need to be warned of danger. Warning signs along the highway are installed for our safety, our survival, so we can arrive at our destination. Gospel preachers are charged by God to warn people of danger, temptations, the influence of the world, false doctrine, hypocrisy, evil thoughts, ungodly treatment of people. It says, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. That's God's job assignment with good spiritual purpose for every preacher to embrace and every Christian to understand. We are to encourage and comfort. First Thessalonians 4.18 Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Paul describes the hope of a resurrection unto life. And then he says, encourage one another with these words. Paul is imparting encouraging, comforting words. He's telling Christians to pass that on to other Christians. Encourage one another with these words. While this is a function of a preacher, it is something to be repeated with the same enthusiasm and tone as the preacher, if not the volume. When Brother McClenney stands up here Friday night and Saturday and Sunday, you will hear words that encourage you to be steadfast, to be hopeful, even if you're in a storm, to keep on doing what's right, to readjust your attitudes if need be, to trust in the promises of God, to know that heaven will be open to God's faithful people. We need to hear that and share that. And we need to take it to heart ourselves. Brother McClenney is committed to the purposes of preaching given in the New Testament. He is the kind of man we want to visit us and speak to us from Scripture. He will do us good. But if you're home in bed or in front of your TV with Netflix or CBS or a ball game, the good he speaks here will not benefit you. See, that's rebuke combined with warning and encouragement. We want you to be here. It will do you good. It will be from God's Word. See, He will tell us we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. That's vital truth 
for us to focus on this next weekend. Let's be standing while we sing.